Kia This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. The Quilted Bananas program plays every Sunday, 10 to 11am, with news, views and music. A collective of presenters, advertisers, community events and discusses news of interest to lesbians, queer women and non-binary folk. We have interviews about past and future sports and cultural events, politics, films, art shows. The programme is sponsored through the generosity of the Rural Foundation. And it plays every Sunday from 10 to 11am on Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM. Good morning. Welcome to Quilt of Bananas. Today on the show you've got me, Fiona and Sue. And I think next week. Oh, hang on a second. I will just put Sue on air. Gosh, there we go. And I think next week. Oh, we found it. <laughs> I think that next week it might be me, Sue, and Fiona. Yes, so we're a doing. Show. Yes, we're pulling double duty as techs and presenters. So, um, but it will be a different show. And although there might be a sequel, uh, kind of a follow up to today, but uh, <laughs> because uh, Sue, do you want to talk a wee bit about what we are going to cover today? So um, today, really, the big items of of news and really for interest of interest to um, both lesbian and broader Rangiwai communities has been the two select committees that are um, running pretty much concurrently and tomorrow and from next week will be running um, concurrently on on top of the concurrently. So um, so the the two select committees are the ones that the one that's considering the um, Conversion practices, so the banning of conversion practices, and um, a modification to the previous work that had been done for the births, deaths, and marriages, um, which is a modification in terms of um, the process around birth certificates. So, so those are the two that are running at the moment. Um, both of those have had a, a large number of submissions, um, and those submissions, the the in-person submissions, are being heard. Uh, <coughs> we're, we're, the first week has happened for both of them. I'm just going to have a bit of a call. Well, how about if we <coughs> kick off with some music before we get into the detail? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you've provided the music today. What have, out of the five tracks you've you've well, given me to play? Which which one comes first? Well, I've given you five, five that go one, two, three, four, five. But there's a zero there as well. There's a zero, right? I think, I think we do the zero first because that will have happened after my um, after my previous one. So we'd like to have a bit of a. Um, Bit of a banger in the morning to wake people up, and I have two wake people up ones quite early on, um, and I can't remember which one I had first. Oh, this is this is um, wolf, wolf, <laughs> wolf girl, wolf girl. Yes, yeah, it's quite it's quite loud. Um, you know, just just what you need on the morning that we're all getting up an hour earlier. Wolf girl. Oh, oh! Gosh, that was too weird. 
<laughs> we'll just we'll just set the levels down a bit. It really is a banger. Okay. Are we ready? Yes, we are. And that was Wolf Girl. And the song was called? Wolf Girl. <laughs> there we go. Uh, if you're just joining us now, uh, we are Quilter Bananas. Uh, you've got Sue and Fiona here on the show today, and we're covering the two select committees that have been mm. meeting in the last two weeks. Um, as Sue said just before the break, that we're looking at the um, the gay conversion banning uh, submissions, the select committee submissions, yep. and also the BDMRR or the Birth, Deaths and Marriages uh, Relationships um, uh, SOP. So that's a um, an alteration, I think it was, to or yeah. so yeah. So <coughs> shall we? Which one would you like to cover first? So, so I'm going to yeah. I'm going to blast off with the conversion practices that mm-hmm. um, I think that. Those submissions closed about a week before the um, BDMMR ones. And so they're a little bit further down the track with the process. Um, that, that said, you know, there's only a, only a week between them. So, um, so I think the submissions closed for this round about the sort of 
the week of the 8th, 9th of um, September. So so they don't take too long bef- between when you put in the submission and when you get a phone call from the... Uh, from the select committees. Yeah, I was really surprised. I mean, we, we seem to finish, because uh, Quota Bananas did put it in a submission to uh, the um, BDMRR mm. um, and presented this week, and we'll talk about that a bit more, more later. But, um, yeah, it was it was so fast, wasn't it? I guess I just assumed it was something like it would be several yeah, months <laughs> later. Yeah, yeah, we might hear about this in a month or two. Um, yeah. So... Um, just just a just a little bit of background maybe is is appropriate. Um, the normal process when when um, laws are going through Parliament, so when they're getting made, um, is that there's an an initial reading of the um, of the legislation. So this is this is how it's drafted, um, and it goes in for what's a fairly brief discussion, and that discussion is really, as I understand it, is to say, shall is there sufficient um, value in considering this that it progresses? Because actually, you know, there's a substantial cost to progressing something. Um, so every now and then something doesn't make it through to a progressing stage. <clears throat> Once that's happened, um, then it goes off to the select committee um, to one to to explore the whether or not it's something that we should be doing, and two to uh, refine what's been written to make that as you know as workable as possible uh, to make try and make good legislation. So that's the the before the second. Hearing. So then it goes back into Parliament um, as a refined beast, and it's um, it's at that point the main debate around the legislation happens. So so um, that's the in Parliament debate. It finishes that, and it goes off for a sort of second round of um, if there's any tidying up needs to happen. Um, and then the third hearing is basically um, ticks off whether that's so. If it doesn't pass the second round, it doesn't go ahead. Um, if it passes the second round, pretty much it it almost invariably goes through. Um, and then is is the third hearing is is for the royal assent. So the so that's when it becomes um, enacted. So at this point, it's a these are bills. Um, once it's enacted, it becomes an act. So the process for these two are actually at different stages of that. Um, the conversion practices is a new piece of legislation. It was introduced, I think it was one of the ones that was drawn um, as a um, private member's um, probably be corrected if I've got that completely wrong, but it was one of the ones that was drawn, it was in from, um, a, a, so it was raised as a member's bill by um, Elizabeth Kerikiri. Um It was not, there was, there was some lack of enthusiasm, I think, from um, Labour in particular, but I don't know that they wanted to add that to their... Um, to what was happening, but that said, um, 
there's no visible lack of support from Labour um, and many Labour MPs are coming along to watch these um, happening. So that's kind of where we're, where we're starting at with these. Um, the conversion practices is a fairly short piece of legislation and um, and compared with the, the other one, it's quite simple to, you know, it's quite simple to read through this and think, is this something we want to see? Um, and from from what I've, oh, they're all online. So yeah. you can watch, you can watch them live online if you want to consume it during your week. These are the oral submissions that the oral, people have been giving yeah. in the last. Yep. So weeks. so that, that over the last couple of weeks, they've had organisational submissions from this, on this, um, and they are ten minute ten minute long submissions, um, and for the most part, they're sticking to that ten minutes, um, and for the. And in some cases, if people are not sticking to it, they're quite firm about, you know, you've had your 10 minutes, um, yes, thanks, you're done, bye. Um, if you can get through it in less than that 10 minutes, um, then there's scope for questions and the um, people that are sitting on that will ask questions. So the people that are sitting on it, I think, are for the most part um, backbench MPs from... Um, who have I seen in the Greens, Labour, National and um, ACT have all have people sitting um, in all of these um, sessions so far. They've had a, a, at least one member from all of those and um, a substantial number for the conversion practices, a substantial number of the um, queer MPs are... Um, coming along to some or all of the sessions. So consistently, um, there's been Elizabeth Kerikeri and um, Lewis Wall have been sitting in them, but also various other ones have... Um, yeah, I was... On. Yeah, just to, to jump in here, I guess I was quite surprised with watching the ones, particularly for the BDMRR in the last um, week, that... Uh, other MPs kind of sit in. And one thing that um, we didn't mention yet already is that they're all held by Zoom, which is kind of interesting because it means that you do actually, rather than them being filmed in a room and being able to see them from afar, you do actually eyeball them quite clearly on the screen in, mm. in that regular Zoom gallery. So so it is quite interesting insofar you do get to see um, sometimes how they're responding to mm. the submissions as well. So sorry, just a yeah, little leap a, in there. There's one or two you sort of kind of wonder whether they're um, they're sitting there completely, you know, apparently passive. Yeah, you know, kind of zoning out. Zoned out, yeah. Or maybe they're just really kind of concentrating, yeah. Well, one yeah. or other or both, so yeah. um, yes. Yes. Um, anyway. I think one of the things that I've that um, I really noticed about the conversion practice, so the conversion practices legislation would make it illegal to um, apply conversion conversion practices, by which they mean um, a practice that's intended to change somebody's. Um, change how somebody is, so to change sexual orientation or to change um, gender identity. Um, and an interesting 
Um, there's, there's an interesting twist on that, which has, I think, been a, the sole submission on this, but I think it's a very um, interesting one, is that there was a submission by um, the autism, autistic peoples, um, an, an organisation that's of autistic people, who said that um, it will it should also apply for them um, that that there are practices that are intended to change how they are, and they can't change how they are. Mm. Um, and those practices are, you know, vary between um, cruel and damaging, and um, just just not really adding to somebody's life. Um, they're they're generally seen as as harmful practices by the people on the receiving end. So, um, so there's been, you know, both both that one and for um, intersex and trans people um, questions or the, the issues around uh, whether conversion practices would cover um, surgical intervention when people can't consent, so surgical intervention on babies for intersex people or babies or young people, and um, conversely whether the um, either, either a medical intervention or a lack of a medical intervention um, is interpreted as a conversion practice one way or the other. Um, so that came into quite a few of the submissions um, so gender minorities um, submission was that um, not not having those those um, services available being denied those services um, is in in effect a, a conversion um, practice um, whereas some of the other um, so um, some of the more anti-trans groups um, who object to being called anti-trans groups, but I thought as Elizabeth Karakiri had a pretty good um, rejoinder to that, um, would see having access to um, to medical intervention as being a conversion practice or would like to think of it as a conversion practice. Um, then somewhat inconsistently, um, there's a they're also arguing that um, that a conversion practice in terms of trying to um, stop people from transitioning should be a carve out. So, so that's the sort of general kind of lay of the land in terms of those. Yeah, I guess um, one of the things that I wanted to just shout out about um, the. Um, about the conversion practices bill as well was that there was some really good information online just spelling out some of those uh, those clauses in the bill so that uh, if people didn't want to read through the legislation itself you could actually just go in and kind of have it explained in plain, plain English and one of the people who I saw particularly doing that was Grace from Overcommunicate magazine and she mm did a wonderful kind of set of slides about it. And one of the things I picked up from those slides was that um, although the bill did a good job, I felt, of um, uh, banning conversion practices on people under 18, for people under uh, over 18, it was really 
only if it caused serious harm. And so I know in my own submission to it, I said, well, surely it should apply either way. You know, it should be applied for all people rather than just protecting those under 18. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think um, the assumption that people are um, are able to outside of that eight, under 18 range, that people are able to make um, decisions that are um, where they're well equipped with information um, because actually there's quite some denial that this is a harmful practice amongst people doing the practices. So, so um, you know, what you can, you can say that there might be, you know, you're making a rational decision based on the information that you're given. Um, that's trusting that that information will be given um, and that the information given will be correct. Um, so I think there's been some really there's been some really interesting arguments. Um, now the the key the key elements I think there, there's only about on no maybe 10 or 12 um, clauses and um, sections in that. Um, and of those, there's only a, there's only a few that are really um, being, being where there's particular comment. So one is the under the age limit, um, and there's a there's been sort of arguments either way that that should or shouldn't exist. Um, one's been the harm and what what is what can constitute serious harm, and what constitutes um, harm that well you know what would allow you to be doing a practice that causes people harm if it's arguably not serious. Um, there's a caveat for um, health providers or so so practitioners. Um, and there's a caveat for um, there's a and and just to just to note there that's the caveat there is so that um, medical practitioner medical practitioners who provide gender affirming health care or a therapist who accepts or and supports their client's sexuality yeah mm. Mm. yep there's a there's a um, yeah, there's some demand for caveats for families and for religious groups, um, which would um, you would have to suspect would eliminate um, probably you know a fairly large percentage of where these things are happening. Um, might go to another song. Okay. Another banger. Another banger. And this one, one um, of those days for it, huh? A, a different style. Though. Yes, yes. And and just to let you know, we're on quarter bananas, and yes, it is. Uh, what time is it? Ten twenty-three. It's not nine twenty-three. It's ten twenty-three because we get had daylight 10 saving. Ten twenty-three. Yeah. Yes. So what have we got now, Sue? Um, Morgan Sane. It was new regime, different kind of bag. Talking. 
It's a sudden stop. Yes. Hi, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> so who was that? Morgan? Morgan Saint, I think. Morgan Saint and oh, Saint. New Regime. My handwriting is um, unusually hard for my, for me to read. But anyway, New Regime, uh, she's from New York. Um, sounds a bit kind of like, a bit kind of like Lord and a bit kind of like Christine and the Queens on some of the tracks. Um, yeah. And... What have we got next? Oh, I'm going to just I'm just going to have a quick chat about the um, the groups that are that have been submitting to the on the conversion practices, and then we'll move on to our second one. So um, there, there's basically two two different um, obviously there's two different sides of for, for and against generally, um, and the against um, the legislation have basically fallen into I've got kind of four different four different um class four different kind of groups that are sitting there. Um one is your um for want of a better things your your anti trans groups who um are arguing that um in some cases arguing that well it should apply for those queer people but not for this queer person. Um so I thought that was a bit disingenuous anyway um you know it's okay to try and try and um straighten out trans people but leave us lesbians alone um there were in in the big body of um opposition is from the fundamentalist churches um it's interesting the language that they often use so they will talk about it being a ethical um, choice by um, members and that they should be able to discuss that ethical choice. Um, what they don't kind of mention is that that discussion is quite often coercive and quite often around um, don't do this or don't go this way or don't make this choice. So um, that where that discussion is around trying to... Um, steer someone onto a different path, um, they they believe they should be able to do that uh, or they should retain. So theirs is largely about the rights, their rights to do that and the people that they're doing it to don't, don't figure much in their submissions. Um, and the other groups that are in there are sort of, you know, kind of jumble of libertarian who think that, there should be a freedom to be, um, again, a free, freedom of speech kind of um, that applies for the people doing those conversion practices. So kind of a, an anti-Big Brother kind of thing, that they should be able to free They should to be do able that. to do whatever they like, um, which is, you know, kind of a libertarian sort of stance, that you should be able to do whatever you like. and, um, and uh, but, but not necessarily considered in that is the 
um, freedom to be who you might be. Um, so it's an interesting gap. It's one that I would quite like to have seen asked. Um, and the other ones are sort of quite authoritarian types. So you kind of family first and um, similar ones who are who think that families should be able to do whatever they like to family members. Um, and no one that I've heard has said it in the in their oral submission, but um, there's been quite a bit of discussion about um, in the chat um, about how you know. It was it was so unfair that they stopped letting us beat our children, and now they want to stop us doing this. So you know, somewhere where that's coming from. Um, but one of the one of the um, sort of arguments that they're putting forward is that they won't be able to speak to their children, which is um, certainly not either of the intent or the letter, um, and that may may be something that's clarified that res respectful discussions are, are fine and there's nothing in this that stops that. Um, there's, the, there's the upfront statement about that this is only for the case where what you're doing, doing is, try, is to try and convert people. Um, on the, on the um, in support of the legislation... Um, the groups tend to be either um, from the rainbow community, queer and queer-friendly organisations, um, the political parties. I've seen the submissions from Labour, various Labour um, groups, uh, Green, Green and the Young Nats, who were strongly against um, their... The Young Nats were strongly against the vote that... Um, National Parliamentary uh, Party put against against this being heard. Um, they were not very happy about it at all. Um, so they're, they're in support of the legislation. Um, the professions, so the health professions are... Um, New Zealand-based health professions are all saying don't have a caveat for professions. It's not in... Um, it's not in anybody's scope of work. It's not evidenced. Um, it's not a valid practice, and it shouldn't be carved out. Um, because actually, some of the stuff is done by people in in professional um, capacity, um, and there's a number of them commented that it's it's simply unethical, and um, that there, there's an ethics issue about doing things that harm people, and it does harm people, and they see the harm. Um, the the uh, women's organisations have, um, for both, um, stood up and said, we, we think this is um, this needs to happen. Um, so the Maori Women's Welfare League submission was uh, clear and did not mess around. Um, the non-fundamentalist churches... Um, have been so a number of them have have submitted um, in favour of the legislation. Um, yeah, I was I was um, listening uh, to one from a, a group called Praxis uh, yeah. that potentially was a church as well, yeah. but it was a non-fundamentalist one. And in fact, just to jump in as well, is that one of the things that I found um, 
really interesting is that uh, you might think, oh, watching oral submissions on bills must be really, really boring. But in fact, it's really interesting to hear what they say, but also there are some wonderful personal stories that come yeah. through. And I know in our own oral submission this week for the other legislation, but also with others as well. Um, yeah, it's it's really quite heartening and, yeah, it's certainly um, engaging. There's nothing boring about no. you, might, you might occasionally skip, I have to say, particularly if you don't agree with what was being said or it's going on or a bit. Or you've heard this a hundred times before. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, they're definitely uh, engaging. But anyway, sorry, so I interrupted you. Yeah, that, I think that's that's the case. And um, so one that there were, there were submissions from St Barnabas in Wellington and from St Peter's and from St Andrew's. Um, all many of the submissions I've known people doing those submissions one way or the other, um, and the St Andrews one has a, got a particularly powerful um, story from um, Fiona, who's um, another Fiona, another a different Fiona, a Fiona from uh, who we know through Glamophones, yeah. yeah, Fiona with the good voice, yes, <laughs> that's right, yeah, um, so so. Um, and the other one that I think took some people by surprise, although I have to say it did not take me by surprise because I've noticed, um, is that the Salvation Army has had a huge change of um, their thinking about that. Um, I suspect some of that might be down to um, to a few people. Um, I'm not going to name them, but I think... Um, there are some people out there who have made huge changes in that in that organisation, um, and for anyone who's got any doubts about where the Sallies stand on this now, um, go and listen to their submission on this conversion practices. That's really good to know. It's um, you know, I think as a as a New Zealand based um, or the New Zealand based wing of the Salvation Army has um, made um, huge changes. Um, much appreciated from me. Um, so those those kind of fall into two groups, and I think thematically, um, the the ones in opposition are um, largely speaking objecting to their current what what's not necessarily a current right, but a current unfettered um, ability to do these things to people. Um, so they're arguing for parents and churches to be able to do it. And the um, ones who are in support of the legislation are almost entirely um, thinking about discussing the effects on people of these practices, that they do exist um, and that they are harmful and that there are huge um, costs to doing it. So... Um, and I think the um, medical associations one was pretty um, very, very clear bang, bang, bang on that, um, as have been the other um, professional bodies. So I think that's enough of the conversion practices, but I, I when I get back I'll um, post up some links to how you can find the submissions and how you can find the the videos. The videos. Yeah, I've got a link for the videos for the conversion practices one yep. um, from the Justice Committee and that I can post up this morning. 
So, maybe. Yeah. So both of them are findable through Facebook. Yeah. One is the Justice Committee and one is the Governance and Administration Committee. Yeah, that's the easiest way to get there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Should we do another song and I, then? Yes, let's do that. Let's do, do um, a little less bangery. Joy Oladukun. Breathe again. Devil's in the basement in my home A flight of stairs is way too close He comes from me when I'm alone Collecting debts that I don't owe Follow me down where the waters run deep let you drown in the worst of me If my intentions are good, why can't I come clean? If heaven's above, where does that leave me? Am I looking for revival? Am I dressed in other sins? Hold my breath till I'm honest. Will I ever breathe again? When the world's so heavy, I can't stand. I close my eyes and start again. Though my heart is in my head. Give me faith to bend Am I looking for revival? Am I dressed in other sin? Hold my breath till I'm honest Will I ever breathe again?
That was a bit of a different pace, wasn't it? Definitely, it was Still really nice. Voice, yeah. yeah, so it was. Joy Oladukun, um, breathe again. Yeah, and you're listening to Quilter Bananas on 106.1 FM. Yeah, so and we're funded by the Rural Foundation, the Rural who we do thank very much for their ongoing support of us. So, um, in fact, this this uh, the Rural Foundation is. Um, you know, particularly focused on the sort of health and welfare of um, queer communities, and I think these both are important um, pieces of legislation for the health and welfare of um, our communities. Um, so I'm hoping this is kind of on topic with yeah. what we're funded to do. If you're just joining us now, we're talking about the um, the conversion practices bill, um, oral submissions, and now we're moving on to the BDMRR. Um, SOP. So take it away, Sue. So they're at slightly different stages. The BDMRR, yes. which is not about, um, you know, some, somehow I sort of go to bondage, dot, dot, dot. Um, but <laughs> first, anyway. First is first marriages, relationships, registrations. Um, yeah. So this is about the, the overall kind of um, where that bill sits is about how we document and um, and keep those document that the 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 government's documentations of our identity around um that that we keep them um current with what you know what the reality in the world is so one of the things that came up in the first the first round of um of select committee hearings um they got a number of, uh, well, they got strong submissions saying this should also include being able to change birth certificates in ways that aren't, that aren't, um, you know, sort of throw, jumping a thousand hoops. So, so they received submissions, changed the legislation in accordance with what, in, in accordance with their thinking after those submissions, um, went back in for a second reading and um, many of the organisations who had made submissions earlier kicked up a lot of stink because um, there were changes made as a result of the submissions, which is actually what the process is. So that's managed to get it <coughs> in, in a more unusual that, that this is happening. After that second reading, it's gone back for another um, more focused reconsideration of if we change the process around birth certificates um, so that that addresses um, the criticism um, such as it is about having had that first round of the process follow process. Um, so this that this piece of legislation um, Quilted Bananas was one of the organisations that um, put in a submission, um, and I think Fiona has managed to grab a recording of that. I did. Um, it is ten, uh, around about 10 minutes long, though, and we have just 10 minutes left of the show, so let's let's crack on, let's, and we can post the link to that part of it as well later. How yeah, about that? we yeah? could either do that or we could just play it out. <laughs> well, why don't we talk, that will fill up the whole show, so why don't we talk yeah. a little bit more about yep. what we've seen um, um, this yeah, week? Yeah, sure. Is that um, okay? Yeah. So have you been following 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, I watched them all and um, it was interesting to see some of the, um, uh, certainly the majority of the people that I saw presenting uh, on the day that we did it, which was Tuesday, Wednesday, I think. Wednesday. Wednesday, think. yeah. yeah. Um, were um, for the change mm. and but there were three particular groups, um, Speak Out for Women, Foul, which is the Friends, uh, sorry, the Feminist, feminist older, wo- older Woman Lobbyist Group. And also um, there was another uh, group uh, in relation to sports as well. Yeah. And we'll, yeah. we'll and talk about it. was, a, I think, possibly an Australian group. Yeah, so, um, yeah. but most of the people who spoke were... Um, were for the legislation, yep. and so uh, yeah, it was really heartening to listen and particularly to see, um, you know, the the how much um, mahi had gone into preparing the submission and what they were saying, but also those personal stories as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so again, there was quite a there were um, particular patterns to who the to mm. who was submitting. Mm. Um, Actually, one one thing I wanted to ask you, Sue, was that um, I know, because I didn't watch the gay um, conversion practices prohibition uh, submissions so much, so um, I know that in the sessions that happened the other day, there was a particular theme that ended up arising, which was uh, asking the people who were put in submissions how they felt that the legislation could be adapted to include people who had been born overseas. Yep. And um, did the same kind of thing happen in the other one? Yeah, or? so so what the MPs are tasked with is if this legislation goes ahead, um, what's the final form of, well, what's the final form of it that we want to discuss in Parliament? So this is, it's a, it's a refinement process, so there's a there's a process that ha- that would have um, a piece of legislation drafted. Um, quite often, when that's come out of a government thing, that's that's um, drafted by a public service agency who's done a lot of research work. Um, so there's a lot of preliminary work. That um, that mechanism isn't so available for the for the members' bills that are oh. drawn out of a hat. Oh, right. Because, because they haven't uh, they haven't necessarily been um, part of government policy. So usually mm. by the time a piece of legislation goes into Parliament, mm. it's had a good old doing over by a... And certainly in the BDMRR, because as mentioned before, this isn't the bill. It is the bill, but it's a supplementary order paper, yep. 59, in yep. relation to the bill. Yeah. Yep. So, the, so this... Bill has been prepared by, um, I think, Department of Internal Affairs. Um, they've had, you know, the heavy duty policy analysts that that work in there um, have been working on writing a good piece of legislation that will meet um, and what that will generally be <coughs> what what a government agency would would. Um, do in res- in response to um, the the big G government saying we want um, here's a, here's our policy make us something that that will implement that policy. Um, they don't necessarily have that level of um, input at the time that it one comes through from a member. 
Um, so there's an important role of the um, select committees in refining that, and it will go back for you know this. These are the kinds of things we're thinking about. Make it make that you know. So so um, this one's been well and truly drafted within an inch of its life. Um, it's been given substantial consideration and. Um, so it looks a bit different, I have to say, because of its history. It's um, much more difficult to read through what's in there, um, and it's so. So there are particular things that that remain as particular questions for the committee. Um, so the the things that they were asking questions about is um, that there were concerns about um, the. How do, you, how do you deal with the documentation of people who have come from outside New Zealand? So in many cases, um, people that have come to New Zealand as refugees um, and refugees because of their um, orientation or presentation, um, how do you, how do you um, provide consistent documentation for those people? Because mm. um, we can't change a Iranian birth certificate so we have to um that that um for particular groups of people um the efforts and provisions that happen here won't necessarily um won't necessarily or in fact they they to some extent unwind what's happened um so that that's a question that they're asking yeah so some people kind of talked about a certificate of identity for example um, that's worked into the immigration processes. Yep. Um, and but um, people spoke quite movingly, I think, about oh, the um, the impact of of what it can mean for people if they were able to either change their certificate um, in their home country. And Linda, I know, in a story, personal story, in the Court of Bananas submission, talked about her ex partner and and a friend of theirs who had been able to change their birth certificate just for the by the stroke of luck that it had been creased and they were able to change it from an an, uh, an F to an M just because of that crease in the birth certificate in Malaysia. So and that, that had then been enabled them to get um, an identity card so that we then, don't have those things, but yeah, had, exactly. had enabled getting an identity mm. card that meant that they could live safely in their home country. Um, yeah. I think... One 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 of the submissions that stood out for me, and actually it was one a couple before uh, our one that Shan and Linda spoke to, was the Māori Women's Welfare League, mm. and just about how they had always accepted um, trans women into the league, and um, I thought that was really powerful. Uh, they, the committee, a couple of the committee members did kind of. Um, or not quiz them on it, but just kind of get them to kind of, you know, say, had there, had there been an actual documentation of this? But no, it's just always been accepted, uh, particularly, um, you know, Tikatapui. Um, yeah. yeah, so, so yeah, there's some really moving, quite moving things, yeah. Yeah, I thought mm. um, that was certainly one that was, um, you know, people who are, people who are professionally, Mm. Professional lobbyists, really, and that's that's what some of these groups are. Um, just do their job so well, mm. and and it's a um, 
It's a beautiful, but, clear statement. Of, yeah, this is, it was really clear. These these are part of our community. They've always been part of our community. Mm-hmm. We have always just accepted them as part of our community. Um, mm. It was a, I, I thought, you know, it was a, it was a joy to watch, actually. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's the thing is that there are pockets throughout all of these. I mean, there are emerging themes that come as you watch them through, but they are um, really interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think um, one of the things that's been quite interesting is because we've had a very clear kaupapa um, that was worked through, it was very hard um, hard work coming to that. Um, it was done over a, quite some time. Um, that meant that um, one, our groups used to, it, you know, we've got a very clear statement of where we, where what our stance is, um, and we were able to um, kind of use that stance that's an agreed stance mm-hmm. um, to inform the mm. the submission that we put in. Um, the submission was written collectively, which you know, written by committee is is never. Um, entirely recommended as a way to do things, but I think it's a very good statement. Yeah, I think so too. And actually, <coughs> in fact, the um, as when it, somebody said on the collective that I think, you know, working on this together actually strengthened us and made us feel um, even stronger in our kaupapa, I think, about um, our belief of, you know, uh, people being able to be their whole people, whole, whole selves and represent and have identity um, documentation that represents that as well. Yeah, um, so so I'd commend our text and I would um, commend going and having a listen to the statement that Sean and um, Linda made Yeah, because they've got stories that think. Exactly, yeah. That, that tell the tale of that. Yeah, we didn't have a chance to play that this morning. Uh, it's around about 10 minutes long, which is how long the oral submissions for groups are. Sue um, told me earlier that um, for the upcoming ones this week, the um, uh, individual submissions are five minutes long, I think. So yep. quite, uh, so I think there are 100,000, over 100,000 submitters on the Gay Conversion Prohibition Practices Bill. Yeah, and um, it's the story is if you're yeah. going to put in one, yeah. plan it. Yes, be, exactly. So be so succinct. Be, yeah, be succinct. Be clear. Have a plan. Yeah, and don't just read your submission. Actually, kind of have something uh, to talk to it. Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, so we've got four seconds left. So four seconds. So you. The Quilted Bananas program plays every Sunday, ten to eleven a.m. with news, views, and music. A collective of presenters, advertisers, community events and discusses news of interest to lesbians, queer women and non-binary folk. We have interviews about past and future sports and cultural events, politics, films, art shows. The programme is sponsored through the generosity of the Rural Foundation. And it plays every Sunday from 10 to 11am on Wellington Access Radio, 106.1 FM. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding accessmedia.nz.